Yesterday, 244 years ago, was the birthday of our country. Our forefathers overthrew the king. They wanted to get rid of the king, and they established a new government here. They, they knew that a monarchy, that a king could really, uh, rather than being a good king, he could really use the people for his own sake. He would use the people for his own pleasure, for his own desires. We've seen a number of bad kings throughout the history of humanity. At the same time, we recognize that there have been some good monarchs, there have been some good kings. I think of you know St. Louis, which the town of St. Louis is named after St. Louis of France. I also think of St. Wenceslaus. He, he wanted to really care for the people. His own brother wanted to use the kingdom for his own sake, so his own brother killed a Wenceslaus. And to this day, he's a martyr. I at my home parish of Saints Peter and Paul in Erratic, north of Dickinson, south of here. There's the side altar to Saint Wenceslaus. He's always been a great saint to me because, because of that. My first Mass that was celebrated in Saint Peter's Basilica was celebrated at the, ma at the altar of Saint Wenceslaus. A great king, great king. But yesterday we celebrated the overthrowing of the king. We celebrated getting rid of the king. We celebrated, um, you know, we want our own government. And when we look at our brokenness, when we look at humanity's brokenness, the way our government was set up, it's, it's actually been quite amazing that the power is not just given to one man or one woman, if one has a queen, but it's spread out. My generation, um, for the most part, does not realize that the president does not have all the power. We think that. And even the generations younger than I, we think that, but it's not the case. Rather, it's spread out amongst, you know, the Senate, the House, and then, of course, there's the judicial system, the Supreme Court justices. The same is, of course, on the local level, where this power has been distributed amongst, uh, amongst many people. Our first reading today, though, talks about the king coming not as a king who's going to use the people for his own sake, but as a king who's going to come and be the savior. This is from the prophet Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice heartily, O daughter Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem. So it's not rejoicing at the king being overthrown, but it's rejoicing at the king coming. See, your king shall come to you. A just savior is he, meek, and riding on an ass, on a colt, the fall of an ass. And listen, listen to what this king does. He shall banish the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The chariot, of course, is this, is this instrument that is made by, you know, by people to bring about, to go into war. One can run around with, on a chariot pulled by horses very easily, and one can mow down people's. The horse is going to be banished from Jerusalem. The warrior's bow shall be banished. And listen to what this king does. He shall proclaim peace to the nations. He shall proclaim peace to the nations. When we look at what's happening in our culture right now, it's not a country problem we have, but it's a, a person problem we have. It's a people problem. Because when peace is within our hearts, we then bring peace to our families. 
If peace is in our families, we then bring peace to our community. We bring peace to our town. We bring peace to our state. We bring peace to our country. But if we have a, a person problem, if we don't have peace within our hearts, then that goes and overflows into our family. It overflows into our environment, our community, our town, our state, our country. The way we change this country, of course, it is by electing officials that, you know, that really serve the, the people, but more so, it's living in the peace of Christ within our hearts. At every Mass, right before the great sacrament of Holy Communion is received, we hear the priest pray the prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. We desire peace, we desire that within our hearts, and as we receive the Holy Eucharist with great faith, with great love, then, then we're able to have peace. After the priest says that prayer, he looks up at the people, and he says, the peace of the Lord be with you always. The church desires that we have peace in our hearts because that's how a culture is transformed. When we look at Europe, the many countries in Europe, how did, how did Christianity come to those countries? It, it wasn't coming in by war. It wasn't coming in like Islam often has done in the past. Where you come in, you conquer a country, and you then force them to submit to you. But Christianity was brought to Europe by the apostles coming as people of peace. In fact, all of the first missionaries were killed. Just this last week we celebrate St. Irenaeus, who, who lived in France. He was martyred. Peter, who brought the Christianity to Rome, was martyred. Paul, who brought Christianity to, to Rome and to other places, got his head cut off. All those early church martyrs, they gave their lives for the sake of peace within one's heart. The only way that we can have peace within our hearts, the only way we can love others is if we have peace in our hearts. But to get the peace within our hearts, it's listening to our gospel reading, where Jesus says to all of us, Come to me, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. And you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Jesus comes, and he conquers the very thing that takes away the peace in our hearts. He conquers death itself. He dies in the cross. The, the disciples, the apostles, have just witnessed the revelation or the... Um, the the first reading take place on Palm Sunday where Jesus comes riding in on that ass, on that donkey. He comes in, they proclaim him their king, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And then they see him just six days later or five days later on the cross. It's because Jesus does not come in as a military man. He comes in 
as our Savior. And in coming in as our Savior, He comes in as the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. He comes in as the true military man, not to destroy people, but to to save them. He comes in against the devil, not against people. So we turn to the Lord at this Mass and we ask Him for, for peace within our hearts. We come to Him, we bring our struggles, we bring our burdens to Him. Today we celebrate the silent feast of Saint, Saint Elizabeth of Portugal. Uh, she was a great woman of peace and she, there's this quote from her, she says, Peace is the mother of love. Peace is the mother of love. When we have peace within our hearts, that peace that we receive from Jesus, then we're able to truly love those around us. But if we don't have that peace within our hearts, we can't freely love those around us. So let's pray for the grace of this Mass to to turn to the Lord, to bring our struggles to Him, and He will give us peace. Let's pray for that grace. At the end of today's Mass, we're going to have a few minutes of Eucharistic adoration, as well as the blessing of crops, fields, gardens, etc. There will be a, a little bit of time of Eucharistic adoration that you can have. And during that time, and also as you come up for communion, just bring your hearts to Jesus.